Hello and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. This is the podcast that brings you the greatest innovation change makers in the world of insurance and insure tech. We speak to innovation leaders from carriers and brokers. We speak to insure tech founders and C-suite executives. And we bring you all of the people that add value to that community, whether it be private equity, venture capitalists, or even people like organizational psychologists and thought leaders and futurists. We try really hard to bring you the most innovative people in the world of insurance on a global basis. So with that in mind, we'd love your support. So please like, share, follow or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Alex Bond. Welcome to the Leadership Insurance Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by FinPro. FinPro is a leading insurtech specialist recruitment business that operates on a global basis. We have delivered assignments across North America, throughout Europe and into Asia. We are super excited to speak to anyone who has some recruitment challenges that is either starting or scaling a business. And we're confident we can help you find the people to help you innovate the world of insurance one new hire at a time please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com for more information. Hello, and one last introduction and uh, interruption to the podcast, I promise. Um, Just wanted to tell you about the flight series, the Female Leaders in Insurance Technology event series that we've been running since the start of 2022. We had a brilliant webinar in January, and we're looking forward to a fantastic in-person event on the 17th of March, which is being held at the Folly in London. It's a breakfast event starting at 7.30, but we won't keep you for ages. It's just going to be a fantastic spirited conversation about people, innovation, and culture. And we've got some phenomenal uh, speakers that are going to lead that conversation. Look for more information and tickets. You can either find us on Eventbrite or alternatively, the best places to go to our website, www.wearefinpro.com for more information. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. I am your host, Alex Bond, and I'm very lucky to be joined by Lex Tan, who is the CEO of Motion Cloud. Lex, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, uh, Alex. Um, thanks for having me here. Yeah, no, not at all. Thank you. And uh, we've already talked just beforehand that you are upstaging me by being very well dressed and I, I'm very casual. That it's a reminder that I need to remember that I do work in the insurance side and, <laughs> and the tech side. So I'm very I look at a bit tech today, but not not very insurance, I think. So thank you for, you know, upgrading our recording by looking looking sharp so um, thank you for that well look Lex um, we've obviously spoken before um, and we I know the motion cloud business but it'd be wonderful if you could introduce yourself um, and what it is that motion cloud do sure Uh, I'm Lex uh, founder and CEO of motions cloud Uh, I'm originally from Malaysia and I've been in Europe for over like eight years Uh, I'm running motions cloud uh, almost six years yeah, in in Germany and and yeah uh, well my uh, my background I was an insurance uh, insurance claim manager over five years and I was in the insurance industry in the claim sectors almost uh, 10 years yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, before I started motions Club, I was an insurance claim manager very motivated I wanted to improve the process have a great customer experience but then last time uh, last time I tried to improve the process, but then it kind of claims costs and claim optimization is one of the last thing they want to do. 
But of mm. course, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. So, and then after that, I really dismantled. I left, I left the industry and do not want to go into it again. Mm. But then the insure tech wave uh, came right? and I said, hey, maybe this is a right time actually. Instead of trying to change internally, why not I change for externally and helping the insurance company? So that's the reason that you know, for the motion cloud. So motion cloud, uh, yeah, focusing on claims automations, yeah, where uh, we're using uh, artificial intelligence, computer vision technology, and augmented reality technology to actually uh, help insurance company uh, give a consumer a very easy way for them to capture first notice of loss to get all the information they need as early as possible. Yeah. And especially, uh, you can imagine uh, when there's a car or property damage, they can snap a few photos through the web app. It's not an app, it's a mobile web app. So they can call the insurance company, they can right away get a link, and right, right away uh, take the photos. And yep. then uh, this augmented reality can help them to take the right picture in the right angle, just like, a, just like an expert or adjuster. So means the pictures are taken is quality and standardized. And in that way, also help our artificial intelligence engine to actually assess these standardized pictures and came up with the assessment in minutes. Yeah. And then after that, uh, yeah, insurance company can decide to send this uh, evaluation assessment to the to the clients or to the yeah to the policyholder or claimants directly, or mm -hmm. they can review first before they can uh, they get approved and so on. So this is this is like a primary like how we start the motion cloud in the insure tech space. And of course, this also evolved gradually to property, to uh, to smartphone insurance, to luggage insurance, and now to fleet insurance. And okay. integrated with uh, IoT device and also telematics of the car as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot there I want to get into. I, I love it when people have worked in claims. I, I was telling you this before and I bore everyone yes. with it. I worked in claims before. Um, so, uh, and I was making this point yesterday and I wanted to get your thoughts on it actually. Um, and then I'm going to dig into some stuff. Are you surprised that we've not seen more developments in claims technology? Because a lot of the insure tech is about, oh, we're building things for the customer. We're building things for the customer. And I'm like, well, Claims is the big customer engagement point. Uh, are you surprised we haven't seen more investment in insurance technology businesses that specialize in claims? Um, there are some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are one of them. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, it's not so much player uh, in, this, in this area, like compared to, let's say, the digital brokerage or digital mm -hmm. sales channel, right? There's a, a lot more. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, uh, that is more like a sales engine. Of course, claim is very specialized. You need some special people like us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, really, really uh, dig into very precise on each and everything about about claims. So uh, I mean, they are. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of companies uh, in the different regions actually uh, coming mm -hmm. out, and mm -hmm. which is which is a great validation for us that this yeah. market is evolving and getting merged and merged. And of course, uh, we also get uh, many insurance company. I mean, our customer yeah, actually validated our ideas and also thinks that, that that this is what they needed. And they yeah. also agree that this is what the industry needed uh, in, yeah. in this direction. Yeah. yeah. It feels like one of those companies as well. Like, I think the claims technology piece, because it's not something that if you didn't work in insurance, it, I think it's unlikely that you would build this 
business if you you have to have, whereas like distribution digital brokerage embedded insurance all of that stuff makes sense to to anyone i think but do you think you have to have worked in insurance to come up with a claim solution you just this is a well uh, i I, I am in the claim industry and also my uh, another co-founder actually also in the claims industry. Uh, he's, he's a former CEO of a claim management company, a TPA. Yeah. So we both of us, like, we are kind of leaving the company in the claim space. And of course, we have another two co-founders. is a tech technology uh, mm-hmm. geek and geek and nerd. I would say it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, they do, the, they do things in the best way. So in this kind of combination, it can help us to drive the insure tech. That's good. It's a two person of us insure, and then the other two person is tech. So insure yeah. tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good combo. Good combo. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. Did, so how did you know each other? Had you and the you and the other co-founder from the claim side had you all worked together before, or were you just did you just know each other as friends or? Uh, this is a very interesting story. I mean, I mean, since since I'm not, I mean, I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I came to Europe like eight years ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, I had, I mean, I had an idea. I mean, I, I have an idea just in, I mean, just like this motion scout. And then uh, there was like one entrepreneurial event, and then I was, uh, I w- I was there pitching this idea actually. I think it was like 2015. Yeah, and then that time uh, I'm actually pitching it, and then I tried to recruit person. So uh, I mean, it is an entrepreneurship uh, space uh, event. I don't expect any insurance company going to be there or any people with the insurance company be there. And luckily, my co-founder, uh, my co-founder, Alexis Hunker, he was there. He listened to the idea. And he's like, he, he was the CEO of a claim management. He was like, hey, this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> then he actually trying to mentor me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah. And then mentor, mentor, I was like, and then after that, he, he, has, he, he, he actually uh, had some issue with the assisting company. I was like, hey, why don't you join us? He was like, yeah, that's, why not? Yes. <laughs> then he joined us. And then after that, of course, I also recruited uh, two another, my long-term friends. I mean, my background is a computer uh, technology background. I also know how to code. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, time. yeah. So, and then yeah. I know these two, two friends that like scientists and senior software developers. I tell them the ideas and then I, I have Alexis in. He's like, wow, this is, can be a home run. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah. Okay, great team. Then we come together and then we, we start the motion scout. That's, that's yeah. the story. Fantastic. <laughs> I, it, it's, I always like telling those stories or dig it because I, I speak to lots of people with good ideas, but they haven't got the team. And without the team, you struggle to get any investment. You struggle to get, you struggle to get it made. So it's, it's, it's always kind of interesting to see how people find each other. Um, and it yeah. tends to be, oh, we know people, but it's interesting when they've, there is a kind of connection that isn't that as well. So that's fascinating. Um, I wanted to go back to how the technology works. So um, yeah, break it down. There was lots, there was lots of the buzzwords there. There was lots of augmented reality, uh, you know, data science, uh, you know, artificial intelligence on, on the, on the sort of practical level, just to talk us through the claim again. So someone has a claim you started in motor, didn't you? It was, it was a motor first product. Um, and then it, I don't just take a photo. It tells me where to take the photo as well. Right. Yes, that's right. So, 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 I mean, so the main channel today, whenever you have a claims, right, mm-hmm. the most of the channel people call in. I mean, you can have an app or yeah. like a chatbot, everything that's fancy online, but 
in the end, most of people still calling in and say, hey, yeah. I have yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, yeah. what should I do? Hey, just get it done or whatever, right? And I've got these kind of urgent right, claims in my, my precious car. I need to mm-hmm. get it done. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, one, once the call in, right, uh, I mean, the call center or claim adjuster uh, or, or the TPAs are actually serving this, they will just click a button and send a link to, to the to the claim or to the policy holder. And then and then and then they just click on the link, open up the web app. So on the mobile phone, open the web app, no need to install anything. It's white uh, 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 it's white label solution. So it will be white label to let's say generally or whatever, whoever insurance company. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they uh, they click, they click on the open the web browser, and then when when they and, and then there's some guideline like how what kind of pictures that we need. Then you click like you click, I say, okay, I have a damage on the front side, right? That if you have a front side damage, you should take it in this way. So there's a, like an AR, AR guidance there and say, hey, you should move it a little bit here and there and then mm-hmm. snap. Move the bit here and there, snap. Unless you have a bumper damage, this is how you should take the bumper. This yeah. is how adjuster do it. So you can do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's amazing. I'm so, it's such a like, I, I don't. I, why I'm so amazed by it is it, it sounds in a way I know how complicated this is to do from a kind of technical point of view, um, mm. but it's such a s- simple and obvious application of of technology because you know what everyone complain. The reason everyone loves parametric insurance is is the instantaneousness of of action. Um, and I I was moaning the other day. I've I've got new health insurance and and they were very excited and. Um, well, I'll tell, I was I wasn't going to say that I don't work with Vitality, so I don't care. It's a Vitality, and they're very excited to tell me about their app, and they're going, "It's an app, snap! It's, it's not an app. It like looks like an app, and then you press it, and then basically it's it. You have to send an email. That's what it. That's what it ends up doing is you you send images via an email, and then they they authorize payment. And you and I was like, "How are we in 2022? And I can't just take a photo of my." you know like it was a receipt and then send it and it's done so you know you 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 taking it so to such an advanced level where you're taking a photo of the damage and then presumably they can therefore just authorize it or they send out an adjuster for further inspe- inspection is that how it typically works yeah um, so yeah. yeah so after you take the photo send a nice photo according to the guidance of the ar guidance then you will send it over to the to the server onto the cloud AI cloud that actually mm-hmm. uh, that that built and connected to the insurance company, then yep. they will actually scan the AI cloud or scan it and it came up with an assessment. So the yep. assessment uh, usually take minutes. Then after that, this assessment will actually send it over to the insurance company. Claim manager behind the scene actually can review it and they can decide. Uh, oh, this is actually pretty decent, and then can actually trigger the cash settlement proposal or repair certain proposal, or actually send out somebody because maybe there's a potential fraud, or maybe mm-hmm. this is a they have a lot of internal damage that has been not detected by the artificial intelligence because mm-hmm. there's always limitation on this, right? But because it's it is only a visual inspection, maybe there's some internal damage that has not been discovered. So for that reason, then uh then somebody can send send out the adjuster, or we can guide them to the authorized repair shop that's around the corner and they can go there and then get their car fixed. Yeah. And mm. then of course, this there's a back process as well. Uh, claim manager may also send this, uh, like send this a pre-estimation to the garage and garage can take a look and maybe try to source the part already and try to yeah. fix the car. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it has massive implications on things like reserving. Like the, the, the accuracy of the reserving must be superb when using something like this. Um, I'm so fascinated because it's so what I do. I used to do motor fleet. So I was just thinking everything is what you want to move away from is where you have bad anything that has manual entry from from claimants uh, you know I, I mean every year they always put in the insurance press like really funny motor claims forms where and the one that always sticks in my head is a guy swerved to avoid a badger and and they're like who's at fault and they were like the badger and you know and it's just stuff like that people telling you the story whereas this kind of i know it doesn't tell you what's happened uh but it can tell you can show you damage um are there are there partnerships that you could draw and take this one step further? Because I'm thinking um, like there's technology out there that kind of tracks CCTV, satellite imagery to the point where you could combine and you could almost determine the fault of an accident by imagery. And, and the, the, have you tried to explore those types of partnerships? Is that, is that something you could foresee in the future where it's almost like they can decide who's at fault? the amount that needs to get paid out all from kind of the imagery? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have uh, already uh, sort of partnership in place. Uh, so we, we kind of go one step further because, you know, the, I mean, the computer vision technology is as good as what you see. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that you can't see from the photo, of course. right? Of course. Uh, yeah. and, then, and in order to solve this problem, or try to cover more use cases uh, into the damage. So we go one step further to partners with a, uh, with IoT device uh, providers, OEMs that also produce this, and also connect to the OEM directly, the telematics car platform. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So in this case, uh, with all this data that we we can get from the car, like the acceleration, the acceleration, the braking point, the direction, and then we can measure the impact. And with this, we can actually accurately estimate the internal damage. And and again, with this also, we can actually get the first hand of the data as earliest as possible before mm. the accident go further and worse. Yeah. And of course, before the fraud happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happened only after the accident, not yes. after the accidents. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm fascinated about the partnership. So you just announced a few um, few partnerships as well. Um, I saw the, the Generali uh, partnership that was, was announced. Um, uh, that's obviously quite visual. How, do, how does the consumer see it? Is it typically, do you sell it as a white label product? Is it, are they aware that they're using Motion Cloud? How do, how do your relationships work with your insurers? Uh, so they usually do not know Motion Cloud behind it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. uh, if they know it, they just wish all the insurance companies using it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, uh, so we are, so it is a white label solution. So it's white label to, to the brand, look and feel, just like mm -hmm. the brand of the insurance company. And then, yeah, we are serving the insurance company. We're helping them. So, uh, so yeah, so, so yeah, it's white label. And also we can also very customize about towards the workflow of the insurance company because it's each and every insurance company, sometimes they have a different workflow different kind of core system, different kind of, uh, yeah, interfaces and others. So, so yeah, this also, we, we actually built the, uh, built our platform and also technology in a way that is so flexible, can be, can be customized for, for each insurance company. Oh. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you've, 
uh are you you based out of germany is is that what yes that's yeah. right in munich yeah yeah so so where are you geographically selling this um you know internationally or and and, and I, i'm i'm interested really i suppose in, in in understanding where is there specific job fees that are more keen to take this up are there is there a sort of theme of who's who's adopting this most quickly because it, it's such an obvious kind of solution for me um I, I i thought if insurance companies aren't making this technology or buying in your competitors i'm i'm i'd be stunned because it's just such a sort of good solution so is there a sort of theme where people are adopting it faster mm, so first thing first yeah uh, we actually operate uh, operate uh, in different regions so mm-hmm. we have we have uh, we are serving clients uh, in germany in austria in switzerland in italy Mm-hmm. Uh, in Romania and in the US and Southeast Asia. So mm-hmm. these are uh, these where we operate and we serve our customers. And of course, our main team uh, main team is in Germany and in Southeast Asia. So we have like both reasons. We have we have teams there. Um, and yeah, if you look at the uh, we look at the sweet spot like uh, what are the corporates or customers that actually can adopt this quickly. Of course, not all the customer or not all the insurance company are ready for this because. Yep various reasons like for example uh they still use uh, they are in the transformation phase they are their core system just not not not, not ready to integrate to anything mm. or their core system are still quite old it's hard to integrate i mean we we can find ways still to work with them for sure yeah it's just that they may take a bit time to get them to that but uh the good things about us is uh we uh, i mean we can work with a big big insurance company small or even mid mid i mean you see uh, most of our clients are actually mid size, yeah. Yeah. And generally, this one generally is big size, and we mm-hmm. also have small size. Yeah. So, mm. of course, working with a big insurance company, you need a bit more capacity in terms of the uh, bureaucracy, in terms of the uh, yeah, all this uh contract, all this uh integration side. So it uh, a bit more approval layer compared to the yeah other kind of uh companies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I'm interested to hear about the startup community because obviously we 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 talk a lot about startups and a lot about insure tech startups. Um, ha- have you worked with any of the kind of insure tech startups? Have they come to you because this is the sort of thing that they're always talking about: customer first, customer centric, best use of technology. So, have you worked with any startups in this space as well? Uh, yeah, we we actually work with uh, uh couples of uh, partnership with couples of uh insure tech startup as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, Lamia Direct is actually from Austria. Mm-hmm. They are actually a uh, yeah, digital insure tech. They're actually selling uh, phone phone uh, phone insurance. Uh, and we are also working with uh, uh, one company, insure tech as well, a digital broker as well in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're working with a couple of them. And we also, I mean, because we see a different kind of value that how we help, help each other. Yeah, like, like we help them on the claim side, they help us on the scaling side and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah. And also we, I mean, we, we, we kind of act like an enabler, yeah, enabler for the insure tech as well as for yeah, all the big uh, equipment as well that we can mm-hmm. enhance their, their, their operations, their value, USP toward their customers. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there ever a point where it could be far enough to be considered a parametric trigger. Could it go that far? Or I know on the motor side, 
you're always going to struggle to kind of know exactly what's happened, even with the integration with like the IoT devices. But um, do you think it could ever, will it, will it go that far? Because, you know, you, you're getting a near instant decision on what's happened and the damage. Um, how quickly are people managing to make payment or use, utilizing your technology? Uh, well, I mean, I think we, until today, we actually facilitate until the decision of the claims. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the payment can be, depends on how the insurance company is going to pay them. Because some of them, they still do check. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of course. Bank yeah. transfer yeah. still, you know, and some of them, they're using some insure tech or, or some payment gateway that pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. So for us, uh, I mean, until the decision of the claims, if, if you are within a day or maximum three, three, uh, three, three weeks, uh, sorry, three, three days, maximum three days. Normally you take three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, what I was thinking, you know, like getting that, getting that down is like the key thing. I mean, one of the yeah. complaints people have is this, this is so slow, um, yeah. you know, just being able to take this and, uh, how much is, how much is your business in the is 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 motor still the prominent part of the business? How 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 has property and phone taken off? Is it mm-hmm. uh, good growth? I mean, yeah, sixty percent. Let me see. Uh, yeah, around sixty percent of our yeah yeah our claims are actually motor claims. Mm-hmm. And and also by the way, when talk about claims, uh, not only for claims, also for fleet uh, fleet yeah. installation and so on. So it's about sixty uh, percent or seventy percent, and then the rest of them is it, it is non-motor, non-motor including uh, property, including uh, uh, so how you call that one? Uh, yeah, so, uh, baggage, baggage claims. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, yeah. And 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 with your insurance partners, um, I'm interested to see how they've used the sort of have they used it to create new products? Like, like there's an enhanced product, which has this as a service or uh, uh, are they, are they using it as a USP? Are they using it as a selling point? Um, do they, do they all use it differently? Because it seems like for me, it's a massive selling point. Like I would be, t- I would want my insurer to have this. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how they've used it or promoted the, this uh, when they've adopted it. Yeah, like like for example, when we work with generally uh, together, right? Uh, and then they make a press release that saying they are starting with uh, with us. We're using mm-hmm. the virtual uh, video inspection. So and they want to announce this to let their customer know that mm. generally is moving towards digital and remote. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a good point that they're trying to use this as the selling point to inform their customer. And this is one of the yeah one of the one step moving forward. Yeah, to work to serve the better, better customer experience. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, in mm. the process. Yeah. So I think mm. this is this is one of the way that they use it, and the other way around that uh, once they have a have a substantial data to actually calculate the 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 saving and so on, they might they might this I mean this is not directly but indirectly they might affect the underwriting and the pricing there because yeah. that they, maybe they can price more competitively. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was. I kept thinking back to that. I was like, you know, you know, thinking about reserving. I mean, I think how reserving used to be done. It was almost like, you know, finger yeah, finger in the air, <laughs> you know, guesstimate, and 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 you know, and even if it wasn't a guess, it was the difference between the first notification of loss, and then by the time we've had either uh, lost just to go out or it gone to a garage, you know, so you've actually got some sort of accurate assessment. 
was quite it was quite a long time it would be a couple of days as a as a minimum and this is when i worked motor fleet so you would probably have a garage or you would probably like so you'd have you know they would have an accurate assessment of what's wrong with it um but even that if you think about it, three days where you might be out by thousands of pounds like or you're going to be out by thousands of pounds so it's 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 quite remarkable how much it would have on reserving um and the stress that puts on 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 an insurance company from a kind of regulatory standpoint so it's really interesting um yeah yeah if you may i want to add another point please Um, yeah yeah because uh i mean whenever there's no evidence and all the insurance companies don't have any evidence until the garage send you something that's yep. always skeptical, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because, uh, because because you know, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, the best use case would be uh, whenever there's a claims happen, right? And then the another consumer and the policyholder right away inform the insurance company and get all the evidence before that before the car like get into the garage because yeah. when they get in the garage, anything can happen, right? So you yeah, really yeah, yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah. so that is actually uh actually uh in some region of the yeah, in some of the market that is very very uh, very much uh, a lot of fraud in yeah in this area so they're also trying to try to see how they can uh, educate customer to to actually yeah inform the cust- uh, inform the insurance company first before going to the garage yeah. interesting yeah 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 of course yeah yeah fraud at the garage level is a, a massive problem <laughs> um, money right Sorry. yeah 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 and yeah and that's that yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole can of words um i wanted to ask you about the um the pandemic and and the impact covid had on the business because i would imagine did, did it really escalate adoption rate was there a lot more interest because you it was harder to send people out to inspect on things like vehicles so did, did it have a positive impact or mm, yes and no yeah uh in terms of usage yes is a great impact because the usage is getting higher but in terms mm. of getting new business is uh it's not really because mm. uh, all the insurance company are just getting busy to copy the covid first and that's the first priority so only after that they started to look around and, and do things so yeah. so yeah, in terms of like assisting customer the usage is going up but then in terms of getting new customers, then we not not so mm. much. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and people weren't weren't driving as much, are they? There was people leaving their cars at home, <laughs> and uh, of course, yeah, yeah. But um, I just that uh, it plays into that kind of digitalizing the um the, in the 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 customer. So, um, I, I wanted to ask you. This is changing gears slightly. Talking about teams, you you've got yeah. a you've got people all around the world, you've got a globally distributed workforce. Um, I'm, I'm always intrigued at how you manage that and what, how do you split? Is there a development team in a certain location? What is where really with the business? Oh, it, it is mixed for us. Yeah. yeah. We are development team in Germany. We are development team uh, in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And then we have sales team here, obviously. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then and then some of the uh, administrative uh, things also in Southeast yeah. Asia. So yeah, so this is how we distribute. And of course, managing a distributed team and remote team is not easy. There's a lot of overhead that you need to uh, taking care of uh, how you communicate. And there's always uh, some sort of different kind of accent. So they call it uh, like a like a language barrier. <laughs> yeah, you would say right. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's always these kind of things that you need to take care. 
and then uh and then understand each other and then time zone management as well yeah yeah so so yeah so these are the things that we are learning uh i mean i mean we are I think we are pretty good, but of course there's still a lot of room can improve in terms of uh, mm. organizing the remote working uh, mm. working team. Yeah. How do you? Um, I'm always intrigued about like um, culture, keeping the culture like the same in different locations. Do you think it needs to be the same? Like, do you think you need the same culture, or is it okay to have a different culture in different like in the different offices? Uh, you know, the business working culture because. I remember I used to work for a couple of really big businesses and you'd go and you'd work in one of the other offices and you'd go, it feels like a totally different business. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, I wonder what that's, I wonder if that's a positive or not. Um, so I just, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mean you, yeah, you totally touched a, touch a, uh, like a practical point here because mm. I mean you can try to kind of uh I mean have like a same culture kind of like at least at the very top or a kind of in the direction the top direction top mm. cultural direction mm-hmm. yet if you go to the locally like let's say you go to uh, Vietnam they have different vibe you know they have a different vibe when you sit at the office there and how they do things they have a different vibe compared yeah. to the people like let's say yeah in Germany or in, or in Singapore so they have mm-hmm. the kind of different vibe again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're with them, it's slightly, you feel like, uh, I mean, I mean, remotely, sometimes you can still feel like you're like a family. But then, of course, if you be there, you, like, you really feel like you're really part of the big community or part of the community there. And mm. then, and it's also very interesting if you have the chance to, to also uh, visit your colleague uh, in, in a different different office and maybe yeah. stay there a month. You really yeah. like integrated in the local community, you know, and, mm, and mm. that's that's also very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like no, it's 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 really interesting. I mean, we're starting with this. Like, we, I mean, we're not very remote anymore. We had someone in Barcelona. We've got people in London. Oh, we've got people in Brighton. Cool. But it's all quite small. You know, it's not far away. Um, but it is really interesting because they bring different. You know, even in our small small company, there's just like a different feel when you're in this places so uh, sure. I, as you scale it up i'm always intrigued about how people keep that uh, company culture um I, I wanted to talk to you about you know the future we touched on it earlier actually but um you guys seem to be innovating faster than i can think of good questions to ask you so i i sort of i wanted to see from your point of view um like what excites you out there that's not motion cloud that maybe in claims tech that you've have you seen anything that you think is really interesting or that you think might be something that you could integrate into motion cloud as you as, as you sort of uh increase the services um yeah what's interesting you at the moment in insure tech hmm. i think one of the things that uh i think we are very uh kind of uh, try to take a look <laughs> mm-hmm. and then try to kind of have a little bit of uh, have a little bit of a taste of it would be the uh, self-driving technology self-driving car technology uh, yeah because that will impact many many industry not just uh, in terms of driver industry in terms of uh, OEM in terms of uh, Workshop, <laughs> all mm. these things will be uh, tremendously uh, differently and maybe disrupted as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so those are the things that uh, we actually need to be aware that, that that will happen. But we, 
that will happen and we need to prepare ourselves for this kind of disruption. Uh, for example, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, did you, uh, did you heard about that? Uh, in Hamburg, in Germany, Hamburg, uh, you can have an Uber that is no driver inside. Uh, no driver that. inside. But then there's a driver that is remotely driving the car. Really? Yes. I didn't, no, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to Hamburg in about two, I'm going in about two weeks. I, I, I want, I want to be in a driverless car. Uh, oh, by the way, it's not Uber, it's something, it's called something else. It's called yeah, something yeah, yeah. Else. Oh, I'm definitely going to well, do that. That's really amazing. It's a taxi that we have a driver, but then yeah. it's driving itself because it's remotely driving by somebody sitting in a, in a home or at the office. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> you see, right? You see, there's a gap here, right? Uh, yeah. Uber, uh, Lyft, right? They really send you, I mean, like a text, uh, yeah, like like a, like a car, car and, I mean, you can get the taxi quickly and drive off. But then mm-hmm. there's a gap until until the self-driving. Yeah. So, a gap, yeah. so yeah, this yeah, company yeah. is trying to serve this gap. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Have you done any stuff, or have you tried to do any stuff with the um, with the the sort of more with directly with the car makers, or are any of those interesting? Because they've been white labeling their own insurance products. Tesla obviously had its own insurance. Surely this fits in with their sort of kind of technology. Um, have you had any of those partnerships? Yes, we actually soon uh, a discussion in one of the Asia uh, manufacturer or we have mm-hmm. car manufacturers. They actually want to do, have their own insurance company themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, because they have all the, you know what? Sometimes you think about it, it's, it's kind of no-brainer because yeah. they have all the customers. Let's say, for example, you have your one car brand, let's say, I don't know, let's say BMW or, or let's say local company, local Chevy, Chevy, let's say Chevy. Chevy. And then they just, this little company, they have like maybe, Hundred or three hundred thousands uh, actually people that are actually driving their car, mm-hmm. and if they offer insurance, then you probably can just serve these people, and with a maybe even a better premium, and they have access to the data if the car is new, and all these things that can no brainer can just multiply the revenue of this car manufacturer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think at the beginning they started to work with uh, uh insurance partners, yeah, mm-hmm. and they realized that. Then they learn a lot of stuff from them, and then they realize that they wanted to go their own. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, like you, like a modern car. I was just thinking, particularly an electric car. You've got all of the data, and that most of them have cameras all the way around. So, it's like with your technology, like they can see exactly what's happened. They've got all the readouts. Then they can have the you can have the photo of what's happened, and um, that's a real. And and the people that typically have some of these newer cars are are the early adopters of technology as well, so they'll love all of this kind of technology. So it's really really interesting. Um, I can't stop thinking about that driverless Hamburg car now. I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> have you been it? Have you been in it? Have you have you? No, done no. It? I didn't watch the news, and they say they started the beta test, and also I'm not so sure when they launched it. Yeah, and yeah. It was it was quite fascinating. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, there's no delay of like a signal. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I know. Well, that's why I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, I, I, from an insurance perspective as well, that must be quite interesting to see who's insured that as well. Yeah, like, this is a new risk for sure. This is a new risk, and that's yeah, the that they have access. I think they have for, probably there will be cyber insurance for these kind of things because mm. everything remote maybe can be mm. easily hacked. Not sure. Yeah. yeah, all these things have to be taken 
take take into considerations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll. Uh, I- I mean, I'm going on Hamburg for a friend's 40th birthday, so we'll, okay. we'll, prob- we'll probably have had a few drinks, so I'll be feeling brave, so I probably won't worry about that. I'll just, it'll just be a strange experience. But, um, but uh, yeah, no, Lex, thank you so much. I, um, I, just, I always like to sort of finish like this now as well. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, talking about the future, are you guys growing at the moment? Are you hiring? How, how should people reach out to you if they if they are interested in your technology? What's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of ways. Uh, the easiest way is really uh, go to LinkedIn and put my name, uh, Lex Tan, L-E-X-T-A-N. Yeah. Then you can actually get me and then connect me and then send me a message and happy to engage with you. And the other way around is just go to our website, motions.com. Uh, motions.com motionscloud.com you see that this is a motionscloud.com <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah with the s remember there's an s there uh, yeah, motionscloud.com yeah, yeah. and then from there you will get uh, yeah, a little bit of information about motionscloud and then you can ask for a demo yeah we're always uh, happy to show you some demo and have some some of the taste of it then after that we can we can we can speak yeah you know, speak further to see how can we work together yeah and of course uh, please feel free to uh, yeah follow us on twitter as well we're on twitter <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or, well we'll put all the links uh, in the below um but look sure. I, i've really enjoyed that I'm, I'm, yeah 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 I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm such a nerd for anything claims technology wise so um it's fascinating and it's it's such a it's just a really interesting solution so thank you so much for coming on lex i really really have enjoyed this one Thank you so much, Alex. I really appreciate all the invitations. And I hope all the audience really enjoy enjoy the another podcast. And yeah, yeah reach out to us anytime. <laughs> Thanks, my man. Take care. Bye. Bye. As always, this podcast is brought to you by FinPro Search Partners, often simply known as FinPro. FinPro is an executive recruitment business working in the insurance and insure tech space on an international basis. If you would like to find out more about FinPro, please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com or our FinPro company page on LinkedIn. I've been your host, Alex Bond, and I would personally love to connect with anyone who is interested in the changing world of insurance. So feel free to reach out to me directly, um, either on LinkedIn or via my email, uh, alex at wearefinpro.com. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope to see you back next week. Thank you.